This is the Nomad Podcast with your host, The Viper. is going on guys it's the viking here and zero one from nomad mitch murphy i'm your host here at the nomad podcast thanks for tuning in guys i know it's been uh it's been a long two weeks uh, a little bit uh getting a little bit of good weather coming in i know everyone's dying to get out there and start playing some airsoft again uh if you're lucky you live in some of the areas where fields were allowed to open up a little bit uh some of the some of the restrictions getting a little bit lighter here but before we get too far into this Oh, I've been dying for this beer. It's been a long day. Uh, I, f- I feel like I say that every time that I go to start a podcast. It's been a long day, and that's just kind of the way that's been working for me lately. I was thinking to uh, record these things quite a quite a bit ahead, and then, well, with all the nice weather we've been having, I've actually been able to get out and play a little bit, which is something I've been so thankful for. Uh, there's a local field here in uh, Niagara in Thorold called DMZ. Um, many of you guys listening have probably heard of it. Uh, quite a few of you probably haven't had a chance to actually play the field. Um, and it's actually a field that myself, I haven't played a whole lot of until this year. I've probably played more of the field in a short amount this year than I have in my entire Airsoft career. Um, as a lot of people know, there's there's some stigma in the Niagara region about who goes to what field. I'm sure that happens in all your, um, all your other areas as well. I don't, I don't know a lot of the local field rivalries of other areas, but, um, DMZ is a field in Niagara region that directly competes with, uh, Niagara quartermaster, both of them amazing fields in their own way. It's just, it's how things go. There's always going to be rivalry. There's going to be certain people that like to go to one field over another. Um, and up until uh, basically this season, Nomad as a team was sponsored by Niagara Quartermaster. Now it was never uh, it was never a hey don't go play there kind of thing. It was just why would we? Uh, the the team itself rarely plays a lot of walk ons. Um, being being a team that's such close friends like we are, we spend so much time playing Milsims that on the weekends when we have free, we just want to do other shit together. Uh, we just want to get out. <laughs> Fuck, go play paintball. Go do something like that. I know you're you're probably shaking hearing that, but there there's so many other things we'd rather do than play airsoft when we get a chance to not play airsoft. And that's something so crazy to say now, thinking this year when we're so restricted, we're you know the the thought of not going and playing airsoft when you have a chance is, is ludicrous to think of this year. But last year. Not so much, but where I was going with that is obviously we want to go and represent the team that, or sorry, the the store in the field that was sponsoring our team. So we'd take that opportunity to go out to Niagara Quartermaster, get some pictures, um, play amazing games. Always a great time over at Niagara Quartermaster. Um, but this year, I was a bitch burp. I feel like every time I burp and it's recorded, it's like the girliest fucking burp ever. Um, but anyways, the uh, so I've had quite a bit of time this year to play 
DMZ, and I'm absolutely loving it. I don't know um, if you guys listen to a couple podcasts back. <clears throat> there we go. Thank you. Thank you. I have redeemed myself a little bit. Um, if you guys remember about six weeks ago or so in one of the first podcasts, I had said that I don't really enjoy the play at DMZ. Um, and I, it's it's kind of a weird time right now being that dmz is the only place that i can currently play obviously i'm a little bit biased right now i fucking love the play at dmz um it really gives me exactly what i need i need to get out and play get out and shoot kind of knock the dust off um it's very fast paced very uh very short time period games it's completely different than a lot of walk-on fields i go to that try to um, simulate the milsim experience almost they kind of trying to try to push forward that idea of like these constant longer objectives and, and kind of try and give a lot of the newer community that doesn't have access to full milsims a little bit of that that experience whereas dmz takes a very different approach and, and almost treats it uh for for a lot of people that had played paintball previously or anything like that would very much understand it's very quick go out shoot die come back to stay like safe zone game over restart um the field itself is broken up into five or six different fields depending on how you actually count them um all of them very different and very unique in their own way it's just it's a very great way to play um, and a very great way to start off the season, in my personal opinion. Um, being able to go out and kind of kick off some of the dust of... What was that noise? Um, ignore that noise. I thought I turned everything off. Uh, being able to go out and kick off the dust in some like gunfights and fast pace and just get into it constantly is amazing. And I can really see why DMZ has such an incredible uh, community. Um, one thing I have really noticed, and again, it might just be because of how early it is in the season, there's definitely, I'm not going to say a skill gap, but there is definitely a noticeable gap between the hardcore airsoft players and the newer players. I feel like uh, DMZ, especially because the way it's set up, is very inviting to newer players. Um, they, it, it's really, it's really hard to tell it and not, not to be an elitist in any sort of way, but sometimes it's hard to tell if someone's a newer player or not based on their gear. And you can reverse that hundred percent. I've seen lots of players that are complete garbage with top of the line gears, you know, like they could be, have the best, best absolute gear out there. Um, they could have dual tube bon, binos or fucking however you do all that night vision shit i wish i was night vision boy but then also be complete garbage players um i've seen that so it's a little hypocritical but on dmz's field it's kind of hard to tell if a lot of these players that don't have um higher end gear if they're just newer players or if they're just in a different financial situation than some of us are uh, a lot of them also just haven't been, um, haven't became part of a team. And I think that's something that really grows on you. If you see a group of people all wearing the same stuff, you, you kind of assume they're probably a little bit better. 
Um, and a lot of the gunfights have been very good that I've been having there. It, it is pretty noticeable, though, that when you show up with a group of people that, that you kind of you kind of push in a little bit and but it's still fun because when we're there if you got to split up your team you got to split up your team it's not a big deal it's it's really you can tell that the atmosphere uh, the atmosphere there is everyone's there having fun i've been there four times now and um in the past two weeks three weeks basically playing once twice every week um I haven't had a single issue with hit calling long period. I mean, there's been a few like, like, come on, buddy. Like what the fuck? Um, but usually they end up calling it without me having to do, you know, like being a dick doing the whole full auto thing. Um, haven't had issue, any issues with players calling my hits for me. Um, as a rule, I'm a very, very by the book player. Um, actually this just happened last week uh, I think it was Nomad was invited to a private game and something that can do um, for anybody that doesn't know him he was on last week's podcast one of my best friends uh, teammate him and I were both in situations multiple times where we just kind of assumed we got hit um, and it actually turned out very lucky for myself but the one time it happened to Caleb it was there was no one even around uh, and it turned out to be he just called himself out and it was kind of shitty because we ended up losing, but you'd rather that than actually having someone hit you. Um, I had an issue with ricochets. I didn't realize, I didn't know if ricochets counted or not. So I called myself out and then I found out they didn't. But where I did get lucky with that is there was a time when I was facing towards my own team. Um, and I felt, I, I thought I felt something hit my play carrier. Uh, as many of you, um, no, sometimes plate carrier hits or like side of the pants. You can't really tell. And I was like, I'm pretty sure I just got hit. Like, I don't fucking know actually, but I was facing the other way. So like a part of me wanted to be like, no, there's no way that was a thing. Like, like there's no one behind me, uh, other than my own team. And I know they're not shooting at me. Um, but anyways, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I, I've only been to this field a couple times. I really don't need that rep. I'll call it anyways. The the game, that's the other thing about this field. The games are so short, it doesn't matter. Um, anyway, so I called it, and I started walking away, and sure enough, there was an enemy player that was hidden in the grass and did shoot me um, and had come up and talked to me and said, hey, like, thanks for calling. I was like, dude, I, you know what? It, way better safe than sorry. Um, and that's really a lesson that I think every player should take. But that's the kind of quality of players that I've been experiencing at DMZ. Now, I will say, though, in previous years, I have had really bad experiences there with players. Um, as many people have experienced themselves, some people that come over directly from paintball uh, have, have a weird attitude towards uh, hit calling. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm totally open to bait. I know it's not all players. It's just the players that are doing this stuff like that. But wiping is kind of a culture in, um, in paintball somewhat. Like if you don't get caught wiping, you're pretty good. Um, and I can personally vouch for this. I've played paintball for many years before I got into airsoft. Um, 
I had a really hard time with a lot of the newer players coming over, and I think a lot of it, too, was that it was a younger crowd coming over to Airsoft. Um, whereas now Airsoft has kind of, I don't want to say taken over, but Airsoft's definitely more popular than paintball now to a lot of people. Um, I'm not super involved with the paintball scene anymore, so I can't directly tell numbers, but I do know that there's a lot more Airsoft places than there's paintball. So, um, but those people that had jumped into it a year ago or two years ago have grown in the sport now. And I think that might have a lot to do with the, the difference of mentality at DMZ now for, for me playing there at least. And for a lot of my teammates, and I've heard a lot of horror stories about players playing there, but now going there, you can tell that the community there has grown. Um, and all it takes is a couple good players, a couple good honest players there playing the game and guiding newer players how to play properly instead of a couple garbage players who new players come and look up to and, and kind of go down that rabbit hole uh, of, you know, getting away with what they can. And realistically, that's all of our duties. Um, even if you're a brand new player listening to this podcast, um, it's your duty too. Hearing this information moving forward, it's, it becomes your duty to teach the newer players that get into this sport the proper way to play. Um, Airsoft is, at the end of the day, a gentleman's sport. There's no, for a lot of things, there's no real refs. There's no, there's no real way to tell who did what, um, especially if you're in Milsims and pitch black out, all this stuff. Like, there's so many ways that you could cheat at Airsoft. It's ridiculous. And I, thinking of that, I think that's actually maybe a good idea for one episode in the future is just talking about the different ways that players could cheat. Um, maybe not so much to give players ideas on how to cheat, but kind of give players ideas on what to watch out for, or maybe things that they're not already, or that they might be doing that they don't realize is kind of fucking shady. But I've been talking this whole time. I forgot to drink most of this beer. It's great being able to do a podcast and not have to worry about getting buffaloed, but I'm really, really trying hard to uh, keep to my left hand, and I'm excited for everyone out there that once, hopefully we can have a Nomad Kegger again this year. Who knows what the rules are going to be. If we can, you know we're going to, but we are going to be enforcing a buffalo rule at these Keggers, so everyone... Make sure you keep an eye out for that. Uh, learn your rules. Start, start drinking with your left hand or your right, whichever one's your non-dominant. But, uh... Mm, this beer's good. Also, that was my little rant. That was my little, hey, welcome back to the podcast rant. But don't forget, guys, this podcast has some fucking sponsors. We're sponsored by Speed Nation Combat Solutions, all right? That's my buddy over there, Mocha. Newish store in Thorold. He's uh, he's doing amazing. Some of the shit this guy's doing, uh, the draw. he's still doing online draws. You can check him out at, um, go through his, you can go through his Facebook page, Speed Nation Combat Solutions. That's, uh, that'll take you to where the draws are. There's a different Facebook page, but I don't know what it is off the top of my head. But uh, great customer service. If you go in there, there's a huge chance you're going to see one of the Nomad guys. Uh, if he doesn't have something in, guaranteed he's going to work his ass off to order it for you. So get in there. 
talk to him, mention us. You say, hey, heard about you on the Nomad Podcast. I'm sure he'll do something for you. I'm pretty much guaranteed he's going to help you no matter what, either way. <laughs> but something else really big he's doing is him as well as another old friend of mine, uh, Andre, Dre, whatever he goes by, um, are bringing us the first Speedsoft League in Niagara. It's going by the CXSL. It's going to be a fully raft, fully manned um, Speedsoft game, full regulation. Uh, they're, they're really just working on some cool shit. It was something we really talked about in episode one. So if you're, if you're interested in that at all, go ahead, listen to episode one where he talks a lot about his store and a lot, uh, a lot about what the plans are moving forward with the CSXL. I'm going to be an announcer for it. It's going to be a big deal as soon as it takes off. We're really kind of working out some kinks right now, but if it's something you're interested in or if you've seen some cool videos on YouTube, go ahead, check that out. The other major sponsor of this podcast is Black Cell. Black Cell is phenomenal. I, I really can't have ever asked for a better sponsor. They're actually, you guys can't see right now, but they make the flags in the background. They, they've made every little piece of swag that I own. They, uh, they're the hosts of Narco State, upcoming Parabellum. If you guys aren't signed up for that, there's still lots of room. There's still room for Narco. They hosted Dark Zone last year, but Narco State, Nomad Boys Weekend. I don't know how many of you guys are getting out there for that, but uh, really looking to see all you guys out there. And just, just know that when you go to a Black Cell game, you're going to have one of the most unique Nilsim experiences you've ever had every single time you go out. And you're going to get a fuckload of awesome swag. Okay, Matt and Mitch are some great fucking guys, as well as the rest of the team. Love all those guys. I've had a lot of drinks with a lot of their team members, and I don't remember a single fucking thing about it. But uh, anyways, guys, so check out blackcell.ca. That link is, as always, in my bio. It's going to be somewhere down here in the comments. Check those guys out. But moving forward, while we're still kind of kind of talking about uh, Black Cell a little bit, so give you guys some dates. Um, actually, Parabellum, uh, a lot of you guys hopefully know about that. That's the John Wick-inspired style game. Already got pushed back. Was supposed to be May 2nd, I believe. Um, that was actually pushed back to July 18th and 19th, and that's coming up fucking fast. I am the commander of the Irish faction. A uh, buddy of mine, BJ Hale from Blackwell, not to be confused with Black Cell is going to be the um, Canadian side commander. So it's going to be good to see some gunfights going on there. I uh, I haven't had a chance to personally talk to him about how involved in the actual gameplay he's going to get, if we're going to be pretty aggressive commanders or what the plan is there. But looking like that's going to be the first Milsim of the year um, or possibly uh, June 27th, 28th is Bloody Road. Hosted by uh, 6MM, I believe. Uh, if that doesn't get pushed back, it seems... I hate to say it, but it seems a little bit early for a game. But, uh, I... Fuck it, those, uh, those guys don't care anyways. They host games with live fireworks and shit. It's pure chaos, and I love it. It's it's nomad as fuck. But a couple, uh, couple weeks, two weeks after... Parabellum is the fabled Narco State, hosted again by Black Cell. This has been dubbed the Nomad Boys Weekend. Uh, this is where the whole White Rhino story came from. 
the night before Narco State. All the Nomad go- guys go up, leave the girls at home, and we say, okay, we're going to party our faces off before this mills in. We're going to get up in the morning, we're going to play the whole thing through, and then we're going to hate ourselves for a week. <laughs> I can... I can already tell it's going to be a lot harder on us this year than it was last year. You know, you know when like you can kind of just tell that you're a little bit older now, um, and it's just, like it seems to just happen in between two different parties. Like you go from just partying, and then like the next weekend you wake up and you're like, I'm pretty sure I'm never going to do that again. I think a lot of us are kind of at that point now, but there's no turning back. Narco State four. Nomad Boys Weekend, it's going to be absolute chaos before. And we got a lot of great guys coming to join us. Um, for anybody that doesn't know, we're part of the ZDT, uh, led by Adam Whitehall. So uh, it's going to be great there. Uh, then two weeks after that, August 15th and August 16th is Nightfall, hosted by Force Recon. Uh, that's the biggest game in Ontario Airsoft. So... You, you can't miss that if you're a Milsim team. That's just a staple. You have to go every year. We'll guarantee if we're allowed, we're hosting another kegger there. Um, we're, I guess we're partying there, too. That's that's the Nomad kegger is the nights uh, before nightfall. And then you got a little bit of a break. Um, these are just for games that we've kind of registered for. Is uh, September 12th and 13th is Icebreaker, hosted by Crywolf. That's probably one of my favorite games I went to last year. Nomad has an amazing time as a team there. So it's uh, that's going to be an absolute blast. Icebreaker every year is kind of geared towards newer players, getting them into the sport. I know it didn't so much work out that way last year just because of the way that teams signed up. It was a super competitive game. Um, we ended up pushing it in the other team's shit. But it was very close for like an hour and a half. So whatever. <laughs> and then, of course... Uh, by Force Recon again, looking probably like October 2nd or 4th, same as last year, would be Daybreak again. Um, nothing's really been announced yet, I don't believe, but I assume they're hosting it at the same place. And then after that would be October 17th and 18th is um, Dark Zone, hosted again by Black Cell. So you can really tell that Ontario Milsim, the major, major games are run by Black Cell, Force Recon, and then we also have Jody Legacy with Crywolf coming in with uh, with a few fun games on the side. Really hope to see Icebreaker turn into like a much much bigger staple event. I feel like it's not talked about nearly as much as it should be talked about. But that's uh, that's just my personal opinion. But kind of talking about games that are um, geared towards newer players, just like Icebreaker. Uh, this is a great time. Something that a lot of people don't get to record is a person's mindset before they get to actually take part in an airsoft game. And as a lot of a lot of people have heard, following our uh, the Nomad Instagram posts and stuff like that, we recently took on a new player, Karen Fisher, my loving girlfriend, um, aka Soap N Zero Two. She got the N Zero Two badge. She's now an official member of the team. She hasn't actually gotten to get out and play a game yet. Our goal was to get out and play today, but because uh, then today's Monday, June 15th, I believe. Um, The way things went uh, with my work today and then also having to get this out because I have a running bet with Adam Whitehall and Mitch Saborn and um, Matt McDonald that 
I'll miss a day, but this is still Monday, so if I post today, you guys can fuck off. It's still a Monday podcast. Um, it just wasn't going to happen to get her out and playing. But huge shout-out to Niagara Quartermaster again uh, this weekend. Decided to take Karen in. Her first time seeing the store. Um, two of our awesome teammates, Colin Brink and Aaron Brink, also brothers, work there, uh, as well as a great friend of mine, uh, Simon. Um, so Simon being the, the owner, he, uh, he always has great deals going on there. And lo and behold, they actually had the exact size multi-cam pants that we needed for her, um, to be able to get out and play because like, it's, you don't need pants to play, but she, she's a fancy girl. A lot of her pants are like a couple hundred dollars or whatever they are. Like, so I like going out and ruining those is not same as me ruining a pair of work jeans. Um, so got her a nice durable set of pants. They didn't have a pair of boots that we needed um, that would actually fit her, but we just headed on over to Bass Pro for that. And there was a massive sale. We walked into like a, it was like a 40% off sale or something like that. So um, sorry, Simon, but I'm pretty happy that I went there to buy boots, but uh, always amazing customer service as well over at NQ. So um, if you're in that area, definitely check them out. But Karen's all ready to play, and, and I asked her, I was like, babe, how would you feel about getting on the podcast? And she's, um, well, as you'll see, she's definitely not a shy girl. Um, she she can really match my energy, definitely push back, uh, keep the jokes coming. But I'm going to call her downstairs. Uh, we've actually moved in together. We're, uh, my studio is now in the basement. We've got a nice little man cave set up as... I'm sure some of you guys have seen in some videos that I've posted in the past. But uh, something kind of cool we get to do is before she actually plays the game, we get to ask her some questions. Uh, things she's worried about playing, um, rules she maybe doesn't understand, things that she thinks she can improve on or is going to have to improve on. And um, it's just going to be really good to see that development of her mentality right now compared to the next time we get her on talking about how she feels then uh it's gonna be it's gonna be great guys so i'm gonna send you over for a quick word from my buddy adam whale and then we're gonna get right to her crack some beers and uh see if see if hopefully hopefully it goes good i don't know how good she is in front of a uh, microphone yet so i know how good she is in front of a camera though i'm gonna leave it at that <laughs> Hey, it's Keanu, and you're listening to Viking Rocking, the only Airsoft podcast worth listening to, the Nomad Podcast. If you like Airsoft-related content, you can join me live every Thursday night at 8 p.m. on Instagram at Keanu.Airsoft for more Airsoft-related goodness. Until then, let's get back to the show and listen to Viking doing his cool guy shit. Welcome back to the Nomad Podcast. We're joined here with Karen Fisher. Hello. AKA Soap N02, the newest member of Nomad. Uh, we got some beers here. Let's. Uh... Mm. I'm not going to no. call it. I'm not going to call it, but Karen Fisher. 
is not good at Buffalo. <laughs> I and she just I just want everyone to know how much of a gentleman I am, and I did not call Buffalo on her, even though she clearly got caught in the act. But um, <laughs> it's a little bit later here tonight, and uh, she's been gracious enough to come down to the studio off her comfy couch. She's still wrapped in a blanket. Um, so that's one free pass. So that means I get one free pass sometime. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, do you have any experience playing uh, airsoft, paintball, anything like that before? Nope. I've been to a shooting range. Pretty much it. So you... I played laser tag. Yeah. But in terms of it being, like, something where you're on an actual field, anything like that, no. No. But, so you have fired real guns before, though. Yes. Only... Because I know you've gone once. Is it only like the one time that you've done that, or have you to an actual shooting range or shooting at all? Like, yeah. Well, like in terms of like using actual guns, like real guns. Yes. Okay, so that's actually that kind of works a little bit better. Um, one thing I was saying, it's kind of rare that you get to record what someone's thoughts are going into airsoft with absolutely zero experience, um, and especially with you being. Uh, a girl, not in a not in a sexist way, but guys usually have an idea of why they want to get into it and play it, and are usually kind of seeking it. Whereas you just kind of got more or less thrown into it mm-hmm. by starting to date me and basically becoming part of Nomad in doing so. So going into it, you've come out and watched me play twice. No, you've only come out and watched me play once now. Yes. Uh, I thought you came out to the field twice for some reason. No, you sent me a bunch of videos when you guys were practicing. Excuse you. Karen, this is my podcast. I don't <laughs> fucking say excuse me when I burp up there at your dinner table. You call the shots. This is my podcast. I call the shots. It's the only place I get the power. <laughs> I like a man cave. <laughs> you let me have the man cave? I'm a little bitch. I'm a little whip bitch. Everyone knows it. Everyone knows I've changed. Um, But no, I've come and see you guys. In person once. The other time you were sending me a bunch of clips while you were practicing. Right. And you've been, you've obviously. There in spirit. True. And so we've been going on dates now for about seven months almost. Uh, mm-hmm. Since November, I guess. Mm-hmm. And we've been actually dating for three months now. Really? I don't know. It's kind of weird to think. Uh, I actually can't even remember. Basically, right around the time that quarantine started, like yeah. when it first really started going, um, it was weird because we basically just started spending like every single day together. Yeah. For, um, when it first started, and then after, yeah, because it was like after two months of that, we were like, well, fuck it, like let's move in together because we've already spent so much time, yeah, pretty much living together. Um, spending like every, either every day at my place or every day at your place. Um, so you've obviously had quite a bit of exposure to Nomad. Yes. As a team. Um, what are, what are some of your first impressions of Nomad, of some of the people on the team, some of the guys, some of the girls even? Um, well, I mean, I don't know. I've got to know everybody in very different circumstances. So I think the amount of times... That I feel like I've got to know them at a much more personal level than like a teammate level, which is not a bad thing. Um, but just based off, obviously, like birthday parties and right. Super Bowl and other functions, I think everyone obviously has a everyone's really friendly. Yeah. Um, 
Well, and I think that's kind of... It's more like a family that's, than like a yeah. typical team. That's the number one thing about kind of Nomad and why we're still around. I'm still going so strong after four years? Four years as a team, maybe three years actually playing Milsims, I think. Um, but why we're still so strong is because we have that family element. Like, like you, you've seen now, like I wasn't joking when I said like, we get together or do something together every single weekend. Like even yeah. when, even when the quarantine was going on, we were doing Zoom calls or we were doing it on Discord. Yeah, but you got to be involved in that, <laughs> where you got loaded in a bathtub. <laughs> in a bathtub with a Viking hat on. My dog was sitting behind me. Yeah, quite a moment. It was quite a moment. That was <laughs> was kind of one of the one of the funny things is a lot of people don't get to see from the outside how much Nomad actually hangs out and how much we actually drink together. I mean how. How many weekends were like 4 a.m. morning? Oh, like the usual. <laughs> the usual. Even, it'll be like even on nights where it's the most unexpected thing. Like the night, it was Teresa's birthday. And then it just ended up being this crazy night that mm. we ended up going to all these different places. Yeah, that was awesome. That was, uh, that was, was that one of the last times we went out before all the quarantine stuff hit? Or no, that no. was a while before that. That was a yeah. while. It was a while before that. Teresa, I definitely remember exactly when your birthday is. Is it January? I don't know. I don't fucking remember. I love you. <laughs> um, so you've kind of got to see Airsoft a little bit. Uh, you've seen videos that I've posted. Obviously, you follow every single one of my Instagram posts, and you like them all, and you love them all, right? Of course. Of course. Or I've taken the photo. True, you've taken quite a few photos. Um, but this past week on Thursday, I guess it was, you got the opportunity to come out and watch. Was it Thursday you came out and watched? Yes. Yeah. Uh, sounds like the dogs are going wild upstairs. I think it's one of the cats. Anyways. Uh, um, private game hosted at DMZ uh, with XOF, a local Niagara team, as well as uh, the Wingmen, I believe their name were. Um, I believe so. They're a, they're a local DMZ team. I think it was like one of the first times that I've ever seen them out playing um but <laughs> i don't know if you guys can hear this but the the cats and or the dogs are going absolutely wild upstairs <laughs> um the house upstairs could be on fire for all we know but so you got your chance to come out and see yes what airsoft's going to be like initial thoughts on what you think you're going to like about it and what you think you're not going to like about it <laughs> um i think i'm going to like the I don't know. Both the... As much as everyone is very friendly about the sport, it also seems very political in a way, just because of how intense everyone is into it. And that could be intense in terms of how much they love it. Like, it's still a sport in a certain way. So, um, I think that's going to definitely drive me, just... You're going to like the political side of it? You know I'm into what that sort fuck? of stuff. <laughs> we got a Cersei's on our hand? <laughs> Uh, got a new team manager (laughs) as we're going for blood this year (laughs) no but i just mean in terms of like strategic planning yeah and (laughs) gaming and playing you're not talking the competitiveness of it yeah (laughs) it's appealing i was like we we, like just got off the radar as being one of the troll teams that tries to shut other places down so i'm a very friendly person (laughs) okay um but no that obviously to me is a interesting factor and then 
I don't know. It just it looked fun. I think one of the things that I want to make sure I do properly is obviously all the rules as part of the games. Like I said to you the other day, like obviously if I get hit, I want to be honest. Like mm-hmm. I'm very aware I'm a brand new player, also a female coming into the game. And I would rather have the respect of other players as being an honest player. Um, mm-hmm. Just so that if I do need to ask somebody a question or if I'm not around anyone else that I kind of know, like if it's like a scrimmage, then at least I'm friendly enough with anyone else that they'll, you know, kind of have my back in that sort of way. Right. And you're you're personable enough and, and have the, the personality that when we're out on the field, like I'm not going to have to babysit you. No. Which is something that I'm really looking forward to. Not that. Not that all females that come out and play airsoft are need to be babysat or anything like that. Like I've told you, there's there's a dynasty of female airsoft players in Ontario, uh, being KDP, Christine Logan, um, and then Cass. I can't think of her last name right now. Um, Cass from Inc. But uh, I think I fucked that up last time. I tried to find it too. Um, as well as Teresa from our team, mm-hmm. another phenomenal uh, female airsoft player, and many more, but those are just uh, three or four that I'm personally connected to. Um, so it's great to know, like, just off, you haven't been out there to play yet, but it, it's easy to tell that you're going to be a player much like them, where you're, you're a girl that plays airsoft, you're not just there because your boyfriend's there or yeah. something like that. Um, so that's definitely going to be good. Now, on the physical side of Airsoft, how do you think you're going to fare? You've kind of seen how how intense. Um, you've only seen the one game, but obviously it was a fairly intense game. Lots of running, stuff like that. How do you think you're going to fare on that side of things? I think I'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's definitely going to kick in. Like, adrenaline's going to kick in. I'm already a pretty physical, like, physically active person. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some, you've, you've played, or you've done some other things before, haven't you? Sports-wise? Yeah, like, you were a dancer or something? Yeah, I danced competitively for years, I was a rower, I was supposed to be in rugby, but I, the, um, schedule but conflicted with my, excuse me, <laughs> the schedule conflicted with rowing, okay? <laughs> rowing is intense. Um, I did cheerleading, I did a bunch of other sports, soccer, basketball, so... I yeah. like competition. Yeah, you're very incredibly competitive. Um, that definitely sh- shines through uh, when we get in arguments. <laughs> you have no interest in losing an argument, so that's good. That's... I never said I wasn't stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> no, but th- those are all kind of like things that you definitely need to have out on the field. Um, if anything, it definitely the number one thing that I think will shine for you is uh, your resilience. I don't think you're going to be a player that wants to give up when it's raining. Um, no. So that's kind of good. Because um, for the most part, you've heard us all tell stories, but Milsims are pretty shitty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they're, they're like, stories about Milsims are incredibly fun. And out of 24 hours, about four hours of a Milsim is actually fun. But the rest of it is can suck. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that'll really bother me. I'm pretty, like, much of a goal-oriented person. And I'm pretty determined that if I know that there's a certain objective in mind, you could put a burning building in between me and that goal, and I will still figure out a way to get it. Yeah, and that's... And the other thing, too, is you're going into it with a team um, that... It, 
it's hard because you haven't had a chance to be on another airsoft team. But even thinking of it from other teams, like sports teams you've been on, everything becomes instantly better and more more fun and, and and easier to do when you're with a group of people that you have such a great connection with. Yeah, I don't think I don't really have any sort of doubt in my mind that I'm not going to enjoy myself with everybody. Like anyone, everyone who I've met basically met i've met everybody yep. and i connect with them immediately i think so... yeah the only player on our team that you haven't met in person now would be kyle phillips uh defect no nine i believe i forget his number off the top of my head but uh you've met him in a discord chat yes um but uh he's actually he's gonna be the the dungeon master when we play nomad D D. I'm pumped. <laughs> I know. That's that's another thing. Not only is Karen getting involved with Airsoft, she also has to get involved in literally everything Nomad does. Um, when the world's not as crazy as it is right now, we have a weekly or bi-weekly Dungeons & Dragons game that we play. Um, so I'm excited to get you in on that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so Kyle being the only one that you haven't met, um, I believe you've met everyone else. Um. What is one thing that you think you're going to be absolutely terrible at? Hmm. <laughs> no. I'm a Karen. I'm, I'm going to be good at everything. <laughs> I know. Honestly, it's there's probably going to be certain moments where my stubbornness is going to get the best of me. Where I'm going to be like, oh, this is my idea to go do this. And it's just going to be me being me. And I know that I'm going to butt heads with somebody. See, that's horrible because me as squad lead. <laughs> I'm staring at you. I know you're, you're staring at me while you said <laughs> And then I'm going to have to deal with the awkward fucking four-hour car ride home after a milsim. <laughs> because I said no to one of your ideas. And now I'm getting cold dinners for a week. <laughs> no, so I, I hope we don't run into that too much. No, I'm normally pretty good. Like, for me, it's more, it'll just be, if I'm super into it, mm-hmm. and I'm, like, loving it, then it'll just be like, oh, what about this? If all of a sudden it's like, no, like, obviously, it's going to be very different. I'm not going to be like, oh, no, you're my boyfriend. You have to listen to me. No. We're in a game. We're in a sport. So I'm going to be like, okay, you know what? I, this is my first time out. You obviously have way more experience playing this than myself. But you do admit outside of Airsoft, that's what you do. You're like, you're my boyfriend. You have to listen to me. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so whipped. <laughs> <laughs> um, personally, for me, one thing that I think you're going to be pretty garbage at off the start. Garbage? Yeah, just trash. Garbage. You're going to fucking suck at this. Trash! Complete shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> Continue. Um, movement with a rifle. Oh, probably, yeah. <laughs> oh, you were so... <laughs> you're, I'm not going to be garbage. <laughs> like, oh, I yeah, no, no, I know. No, um, I just will be awkward for me. That'll be, you know, something I've yeah, and never it's, done. And it's not, it's not just you. I think a lot of new players that have no experience with moving with a rifle. And, like, I'm not... You, I've kind of shown you a little bit of, like, standing like shooting positions and mm-hmm. stuff like that but it's still anyone that doesn't know how to do it and has none for a while looks awkward as fuck moving with a rifle oh i'm gonna be super awkward i think the biggest thing for me though is i'm gonna want to i'm gonna want to learn how to do it properly mm-hmm. and i think for me the biggest thing that i'm not like that is probably one of my biggest fears is to make 
some huge error or fuck up in some way where it's not like, oh shit, I'm so sorry. So right. to me, it's going to be like, I might be a little bit overly cautious at first until I get comfortable. And then it's going to be like, okay, we're good. Yeah. And the, the funny part is, is like, personally, if I was telling you to go to someone on the team to like learn some shooting mechanics and stuff like that, it would be probably talk to Brad Rocket. He's, he's the breacher on the team. He's one of the best gunfighters on the team um but him he has a wildly different play style than i would do things or um colin and aaron brinker probably the two most experienced players on the team they have a wildly different way of doing things too Mm -hmm. um the player with the probably the most like individual confirmed kills would be defect uh kyle the guy you haven't met yet Mm -hmm. but i don't even know how he does that like some of the stuff he does is crazy and shouldn't work but uh that works for him so and then and then you have like pete who just fucks off and yeah. does his little dutch laugh and then <laughs> comes back with a bunch of kill cards and stuff like that but so you're gonna kind of get you're gonna learn a bunch of different ways to play and you're gonna get to pick and choose what you like until it kind of evolves into something that works yeah i think for me as long like once i get the like the basis down mm-hmm. and like the technicality part of it right. then i think like for me it's just going to be more i want to feel really comfortable in it and i just want to know i'm doing the right thing i'd rather take the time to do it properly than to learn like holding the gun an improper mm-hmm. way and then try to undo that right and um actually another two people that you've met quite extensively would be uh chomps and tony from npac yes uh there, those two are probably two of the best airsoft players I know. Um, Chomps is especially phenomenal um, at close quarters gunfights, everything like that. So I know those guys will be definitely in to help, as well as uh, the ladies I had talked to before. Mm-hmm. There's nonstop messages from them asking like when you're coming out to play, like to help teach you stuff like that, different things that obviously the guys wouldn't think of yeah. as much. Um, I mean. For a guy, it's gonna be a little bit holding. It's gonna be a little bit different holding a gun. I mean, I personally have titties, but most guys <laughs> don't. So it's probably harder for a guy, different for a guy to hold a gun than a girl. Cause you got some big old cannons on you. So what? What are those? What are those? Double D's. Double D's. <laughs> nice. I like boobs. I'm gonna drink. <laughs> You're such a boy. <laughs> Love titties. I know. <laughs> I love them. I'm aware. I fucking love titties. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> settle down over there. So you are definitely going to have to experience gunfights before you really kind of get more into it. And something that I've done incorrectly in the past with newer players is because I'm so into Milsim and I've played for years and got my I've got the way that I play down pat. Yeah. Um and it's not necessarily a, a playstyle that works for other people that like for me being a squad lead, I'm not doing a lot of the cool shit. Like I'm doing a lot of like calling stuff out, like getting people like micromanaging our squad. And it works really well for our team, but to teach that it, it's different. Like I'm not going to show you how I play because it, that's going to be completely useless to us as a team. So I can show you some small stuff, but mm-hmm. realistically I'm not as experienced as some of the upfront gunfighters like Brad or Caleb. Yeah. Um, 
But one thing I've done wrong in the past is because I'm such a Milsim player, really only focusing on Milsim and not playing a lot of walk-ons. Mm-hmm. Whereas this year... It'll be totally I, different, though, this year. True, and like so you've kind of noticed like I've been playing Airsoft at least once a week, yeah, if not twice. Uh, DMZ's open now, um, which is where you came, and I really want to get you to these Airsoft walk-ons playing with more players that are at maybe your skill level, mm. probably a little bit higher. Yeah, I'm like maybe my skill level. Okay, come well, on, close. don't there's, insult them. There, there's some new, there's some newer <laughs> players. Um, and uh, kind of get you to play against players that are around your same skill level, and allow you to grow and just get comfortable in those positions, and kind of, kind of see what you're doing wrong, and be able to like work on it there instead of playing one game every month that's like 24 hours long. Oh, for sure. Like you'll. <laughs> Bumping the table. Yeah. <laughs> um, one thing that you'll notice, like what you had seen from walk-ons, is you'll be in such aggressive firefights like the whole time. Whereas you go to a Milsim and there'll be like hours where you're not in a firefight. Yeah. Um, so you don't really get much of a chance to learn too much at a Milsim. And that's a mistake I've made in the past while teaching people how to play that I really want to kind of go at way better mm-hmm. with you. And I think from like just from the time that i've got to spend with you and knowing you like i think it's definitely gonna be something that you excel at it's just a matter of taking the time to teach you how to do it properly yeah um well you know me i'm super detail oriented so i'm gonna be asking all sorts of oh exactly crazy questions exactly um submerse myself (laughs) (laughs) hope i really hope you do i really hope (laughs) that we fill this back corner up with airsoft shit and and like we're both equally as um excited to go play that'd be phenomenal um but with with kind of airsoft something that uh all the guys on the team do and and guaranteed anyone listening has done at least once um if not probably all the time before a game is watch movies action movies and end up with all their gear on um i know you've heard lots of stories of i've received all the pictures of you guys watching yeah well uh if if 13 hours or lone survivor or 12 strong or extract like there's so many movies that go on and on um obviously 13 hours being the big one for us uh, for nomad like we'll at least once every couple months we'll put that movie on all together and just throw our kid on um so, and you had watched Lone Survivor for the first time with me. You mm-hmm. hadn't seen it before, correct? No. And you fucking loved it as I a movie. I did. So that's another huge thing. You already like action movies. Yes. So, um, and I don't know if you, you might not fully understand why we're doing this, but actually, if you're watching a movie and you throw in your kit and you can, like, see things that other people are doing and you can see if it works for you and you just learn, it, it's... There's a process to it. <laughs> There's a big process. Um, I'm hoping maybe one day you'll get to that point where you and I can throw on some kit and watch movies. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. I'll do it just for you. Shit. How about that? I'll make you steak dinner why are you too. Me, why are you giving me sex eyes right now? I'm not giving you sex <laughs> eyes. Um, you didn't hear that other part I said, About you? steak dinner? I like that. I like steak dinner. <laughs> um, so for you, when it comes to movies, what... What's some movies that gets you amped up in the zone to play? Kind of gives you some inspiration. Well, obviously, you've heard me talk about Tomb Raider a bunch of times, even right. before we go on hiking. 
I just it just gets me pumped up to go on some sort of adventure. Then, no. um, just for the political war side of things, Gladiator. <laughs> <laughs> well, so like your, one of your favorite movies is Gladiator, right? Yes. Which is kind of pretty sweet. Yeah. Um. And we kind of talked about this a little bit before. Like, obviously, it's not modern warfare, but it's still, it's like so war and gets you all pumped up. Yeah. Um. So the idea is still there. Basically, anything that has a lot of guns and explosions and there's action sequences in it and there's, you know, some sort of thought process behind whatever they're trying to get done, I'm into it. Now, with you saying, like, so you've talked about this quite a few times about how much you like Laura Croft and Tomb Raider and stuff like that. And when we were, went, I just fucked up all my words right there. Uh, when we were putting together your loadout, you wanted like the two drop legs. Yeah. I want to look like a badass. So we, we have two drop legs on your kit right now. Uh, nothing on them because like kind of explained functionally, they are the worst. Yeah. Drop legs suck. They're great in movies, but unless like we'd have to get you some like proper, they need uh, to ones. be secured on Yeah, properly good. secured. There are pistol holsters that work very well for it, but um But anyway, so we just have like the drop leg without anything in it mm-hmm. or on it, and it still looks or super cool. Or even like a knife on the side of my leg. Just can, to be able to We could do that. Uh well we have all sorts of the uh, like the neoprene neoprene training knives here. I'll cut your cigar open for you. <laughs> <laughs> but um and I really I I wish the whole like Tomb Raider dual pistols thing was feasible in a game. <laughs> I'm sure, no doubt, eventually, if you get really into it, that you will end up with like a, a Tomb Raider fucking loadout just to go <laughs> play with. Like, obviously, somebody comes to Mill Sims and like, Karen, take that shit off. What are you doing? Then I'll have the face paint on. I talked about that too. <laughs> yeah. So you're you're all amped up to to get the face paint going. One, I'm kind of excited and terrified that you're gonna just like absolutely <laughs> love it and like it's gonna just become our lives and then i have to like quit all my other like sports plans <laughs> but it's not the worst there's there's worse goals to have but uh like i believe i said previously you got your pants this weekend from mm-hmm. niagara quartermaster yes uh gave us a killer deal on those we ended up going to bass pro um Wish we could have supported local for that, but they didn't have your uh, size. They didn't have your size. And then our great buddy Gabe, aka Bear, over at uh, Aegis, gave you a plate carrier to use. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Which ended up being amazing. Somehow it fit you, while also being a plate carrier at some point fit him. And I just don't really understand that. Because Gabe's like a monster. Gabe's a big dude. Yeah. Um, his, his call sign barrier is very suiting. Um, he's a big Italian boy. Um, but it fits you perfect. It's nothing super fancy. It's yeah. got like three double M4 mag pouches on it. Um, but that was greatly appreciated because now you're in that. Yeah. Um, you have an M4 now, which we got from Brad. Mm-hmm. Um, also, don't... don't don't worry, Brad. I know I still owe you for that. <laughs> I have not forgotten. Um, but so now you're all ready to go. I already had tons of mags from before because Nightfall two years ago, I assumed I would use 40 mags. So I bought a whack of mags. Now I only use six. Um, 
But that's something you're going to get to experience being a new Airsoft player. You're going to go through phases where there's things that you think are going to be amazing mm-hmm. and cool. And then you do them and you're like, that doesn't work. <laughs> um, I feel like these are daily conversations that we have yeah, at home. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Um, but I'm super excited to like go through that with you. And there, there will be some things that I know that we'll run into where I'm like, Karen, that's not going to work. And you're like, no, nah, I want it. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Fine. I know. Like, at, at least I'm happy that you decided to go with, that we went with like an M4 for you first, not a sniper rifle yeah. right off the start. Or I'm sure if it was an option, you would have gone with two pistols right off the start. Yes. Raider style. And... You, it w- Just so I could be behind a tree and like whip one out and then come around and do the other one. That'd be so cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure one day. Or run and just do a flip and somersault behind something. And just... I'm sure one day it's going to happen for you. <laughs> um, I really hope it does. See, when you, th- when you think pistols, you think Tomb Raider. I think John Wick. I feel all John Wicky when I use a pistol. Mm-hmm. Um. But Tomb Raider is pretty cool, actually. Yeah. I love. Uh, we recently watched the newest movie or something like that. Yes. I, yeah, we did. We didn't really like it. It was garbage. It was, very, it was like the beginning was interesting, and then halfway through was this is garbage, and then finally at the end it was picking up. It was like the last ten minutes, and then it ended, and we're like, well, that was a waste of our time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so official Nomad Podcast review of the new Tomb Raider movie. Don't really waste your time. Uh, there's better movies that do basically the exact same the thing. The video game is much better. Yeah, the video game is really good. That's the other thing. You're a big gamer. You and I play quite a few games together. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been kind of slacking We're recently. We're overdue. Yeah, we've been slacking. Mm-hmm. Um, just life's gotten away. Mm-hmm. We're playing Gears of War. So yeah. mm-hmm. that's one thing you you had said that you, in uh, last time we had talked about this. You said you're probably going to be as good at Airsoft at the start as you are at video games. Start. I said it's a fear of mine. <laughs> <laughs> and then I said, so what? You're going to be walking around with your gun in the air the entire time. It's <laughs> not on target. But you know what? All I can say is you try. I am getting better. No. Yes. You are garbage. I didn't say I was the best. I'm getting better. <laughs> You're still pretty good at Dragon Ball Z, though. I kick ass at Dragon Ball Z. So, there you have it. We have my sweet... Airsoft playing nerdy girlfriend, Karen Fisher. Soap, you're going to be hearing that name quite a bit. She's going to be out here playing. Um, You'll be seeing her pretty much everywhere I go, except for Boys Weekend. You're not invited to Boys Weekend. I don't want to be at Boys Weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You'll be be getting lots of drunken calls from me. But uh, thanks for coming on. You're Thanks right. for making the huge trip. I know it took you a long time to get here uh, from upstairs. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. <laughs> um, and we'll be definitely checking back in with you after you get a few games under your belt, maybe after your first milsim or something, um, to kind of see what you think of Airsoft compared to what you think of it right now. Okay. I'll make notes. Make notes. Keep it on file. I'm going to need those because mm-hmm. uh, I'm running a business down here. Yes. I will make an appointment with your manager. You are my manager. Yeah, you you are my manager. That's that's the thing. Uh, A lot of people probably notice that uh, my podcast has been coming out bi-weekly. It's because Karen actually stays on my ass to make sure that I'm doing this stuff. So 
It's kind of good. Kind of good for me, I'm you sure. Download that app yet? What app? Oh no, I didn't download the manager app thing. Um, I'm sure all my sponsors are very happy that Karen's part of my life now because I'm actually pushing out content. Um, but one last thing before you go upstairs. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of hungry. Of course you are. <laughs> <laughs> you make me a snack. Yes. Thank you. All right. Well, I love you. Have a great you. day. <laughs> Oh, have a great fucking day. That's what I say. Now you got to say it to the audience. Have a great fucking day, people. <laughs> no. No, let's have a great fucking day. Don't come down here and try and reinvent the wheel. It's my podcast. Say the fucking line. Go. My line was fabulous. Have a great fucking day. Well, there you have it. Karen, a.k.a. Soap, coming into the Airsoft community, uh, hot and ready, playing with the Nomads, which um, obviously I'm probably a little bit biased, but if there's a team to start playing with, a uh, team to start learning with, our, our group of guys and girls, phenomenal choice. Uh, I've, I've also seen quite a few other girls recently, uh, just through people we know, seeing that we have obviously... Caleb's fiance now is in um, a major part of our team. Karen getting heavily involved now. Uh, one of our sponsors, um, Speeds Off Nation, Mocha, great friend of mine. His wife is kind of kind of starting to take a little bit of a liking to it. She came out uh, last Monday, I believe it would have been, with him to kind of take some shots. He took that wicked video of me fucking up my reload completely um but she was out there seeing and she was a little bit standoffish but seeing that there are teams with other girls out there learning that are on the same level um really makes it easier for other females to want to kind of come out and try it so i'll crack a beer to that i'll crack a beer to anything i will i will do that to absolutely anything but it's definitely good to start pushing the the idea that airsoft doesn't have to be a male driven sport. Uh, it should be very open to everyone. Um, I do, no matter what, I will believe that it is a lot easier for a male to get into airsoft um, in general. Obviously, everyone's completely different. You could be a badass girl that's into all that sort of shit right away. But... Um, Having other females in the community makes it a way more inviting spot, uh, way more inviting place for uh, females to get into. And it's great to see that happening. Now, obviously, I only like was talked about in that. I, I know a few girls. Uh, I refer to them as the dynasty of female airsoft. Um, I know in a lot of other communities, there might be other players i know I, I recently like it said started playing at dmz and there's one badass girl there playing i've talked to her quite a few times she uh her and i got a few really good gunfights actually um i haven't had a chance to ask her name or anything i'm pretty sure i'm not allowed to talk to girls anymore i don't really know how that works but um so it's good to see that out there in the community but, guys, I know you've been waiting this long. You're wondering who is going to be the great fucking guy of the week. Or the bye week? The great fucking bye guy? I don't really know the sexuality, 
But it's actually one of my teammates, Michael Dominic. Great fucking guy, buddy. This guy has been so incredibly helpful on and off the field to me personally as a person. Um, I know you guys are, are probably saying, oh, that's not really fair. He's on your team, but I don't care. It's my podcast. Um, he's uh, not only is he amazing on the field, he, he's a player we took on last year right before Icebreaker. Um, actually, I don't, uh, I don't think we took him on at Icebreaker. Icebreaker was the first game that he played with us as um, in the squad with us, like fully. And then we decided to take him on after that. Um, that's kind of how we work as a team. Usually, aside from girlfriends, girlfriends get buys. But um, we we kind of we kind we don't take on a lot of players, so you have to play with us, vibe with us, one hundred percent. He's in so deep with the friend group. Uh, the guy eats, breathes, and sleeps. Nomad bleeds, eats, sleeps, and bleeds. I don't know, however that saying is. The guy does it. He's nomad through and through, and just one of like the one of the nicest guys I know. Um, he's always there to help you if you need it. Not just people on our team, and not just me. Um, Definitely shows the essence of what nomads want to be um, for other players. Like he's a very approachable guy. It's it's really great to have him out there on the team. I know I can always trust him for absolutely anything. So Dom, you're the great fucking guy of the week. When you hear this, go ahead and give uh, shoot me a message. I got a little something for you, and I know you're gonna listen to it because you're also a huge supporter of the podcast. Um, because I know all you fucks on my team don't even listen to this. <laughs> but anyways, guys, thank you for joining me again. Um, really means a lot for all of you guys to listen to this. Like as always, uh, give me some criticism. Um, I had said in the last episode, go ahead and shoot me some constructive criticisms or some outright just fuck yous. I like that. I love that shit also. Just please chirp. The, the show. I really like that. Um, I'm not one of those people that's afraid to go check comments. I, I live for that. Because um, I really want to make this grow. I want to make it whatever the community wants it to be. Do you, do you want more interviews uh, about different topics? Uh, I really want to move into having every show have a theme. Um, and start working on some more things that aren't just kind of player or field interviews. That's kind of the direction I want to move. Um, but it, but it's hard also. Like, there's a lot of stuff that I want to get information. I want to get out there, like the CSXL stuff or CXSL, whatever that is. I always fuck up that. The X and the S beside each other fuck me up. Um, with Mocha and Speed Nation, um, and then also really wanting to get stuff out there with Black Soul. Uh, I fucking I always pump those guys stuff and then obviously the next week my girlfriend starts playing airsoft so that's something I'm going to talk about but I, I want to know some things that you guys want to hear about uh, kind of like Kandu and I did about the importance of battle buddies I'd like to move into the area of like do you really need a sidearm and shit like that um, definitely makes it a little bit hard to cover a lot of topics being bi-weekly but I've already seen a lot of the challenges being um like every week, uh, what'd you call that? Weekly, <laughs> weekly. I don't know. Why I'm not gonna drink that. New rule of podcast: Every time I fuck up words, I'm gonna drink, and then by the end, just see if I can talk. Um, 
But yeah, so it's been great having you guys again here. Uh, all every links for anything you need, as always, are in my basically my description of my Instagram profile. Um, this is on Spotify, so I really can't put any links, but I can give you a rough idea of where to go. So go to blackcell.ca for any of the things related to Blackcell. Um, seems really easy. I know I thought they'd have something a lot different, but they sniped that, so that's great. Uh, so you can check out Speed Nation Combat Solution on Facebook and Instagram. Um, just so you know you're on the right one. It's the one with the Black Panther on it with like a shield logo behind it. Uh, other callouts during this episode were Niagara Quartermaster. Uh, you can check them out on Facebook and Instagram. And also DMZ. You can check them out on Facebook and Instagram. I know DMZ has a little bit of a fucky thing. They have like DMZ Airsoft slash Paintball. And then that's the field. And then there's like DMZ just that. And it's like the store or something. I don't know. I don't, I don't know too well yet. But um, definitely check those out. And tune in in a couple weeks. I'm not going to tell you what the next thing is yet because that's a little bit of a surprise. But I will let everyone know after Karen has played a few of her first games and is ready to get there and kind of talk about some of her experiences <laughs> with Airsoft. And if you have a girlfriend or a, or even a daughter um, or another whatever friend that's a girl, if you have a friend that's a girl, sorry, buddy. It's going to be okay. But... And they're a little bit hesitant to get into it or even think they might want to a little bit. Uh, this is a perfect thing to have her listen to um, or have her, have her contact any of the people I talked about of the of the dynasty of female airsofters. Um, really let them know that it, it doesn't have to be this male-driven sport that it is right now. And I'm not a simp for saying that. Fuck you if you think I am. But in closing, have a great fucking day.